Hazrat Isa salam will come when the Ummah is in great need, when the Ummah would be in turmoil. It would be just before Judgment Day. In many ahadith, Allah's Nabi wasallam mentions the fitan that will take place at that time. Interesting for us to refer to is the kitab called At-Tasriyahu Bima Tawatara Fi Nuzul Al-Masih An amazing kitab by Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Anwar Shah Kashmiri Rahmatullahi Subhanallah, what a scholar. Where he accumulates in this one kitab over 100 ahadith, 80 of which are ahadith, and the others are statements of Sahaba radiyallahu anhum. And he compiles all these ahadith that reaches the grading of tawatur concerning the return of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. So Hazrat Isa alayhi salam would come down and the ummah is in turmoil and great need. And a lot of the signs of judgment had taken place already. And the jahl's efforts are prevalent. In the one hadith narrated by Hazrat ibn Abbas huma, the hadith states, the jahl will be followed first by 70,000 Jews wearing certain cloaks with certain sorcerers and they will show magic to the people. And they will mislead the people. And the Jal would be followed by these Jews from Asfahan. And he would be one-eyed. The one hadith mentions his right eye would be wiped out. And the other eye would be totally protruding. And then the hadith mentions that Allah would give him the ability that one of my ummah would be such that he would kill that person. And then he will cause the life of this person. This is obviously a test for the ummah. And then, then Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, He will not be given the ability to carry out such a task upon anybody else. And then he will kill this person and then cause his life. And then say to this individual, that now do you accept me as your Lord? From the other hadith, what's expressed is that this individual would be refuting the jal at first. And then he would kill this person and give him life. For everyone to see. And then he would say to this individual, Do you now accept me as your Lord? And he would say, Now I am more convinced that you are Dajjal. Because my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam notified me and taught us, taught us as an ummah, that this is what you are going to do. Subhanallah. Look at his iman and look at the importance of ilm and knowledge. And rightfully so, Dajjal would not be able to do this to anybody else. But this person would preserve and protect his iman. But many would be tested and fail to the test of Dajjal. In the one, one hadith in Sunan ibn Majah, he actually has these jinn to take the form of parents of individuals. And as he tries to convince these individuals that he is the Lord, he then calls these jinns who pretend now and take the form of the parents of these individuals who have passed away. And now these jinns are saying, and these individuals are thinking that these are our parents, my mothers and my fathers, na'udhu billah, saying that accept Dajjal as your Rabb, as your Lord. Allahu Akbar. Imagine how daunting, how severe, how mammoth would be this fitna and this trial. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can save us. In this hadith of Sunan Abu Dawood, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, the fitna is so great that when you hear of Dajjal, don't even try to approach him because he contaminates everything and he creates such avenues of shahawat and lust, such sins, avenues of sin becomes available to individuals that Dajjal makes available. Then finally a person is thinking, I'll go meet him. And he would then sell his iman to Dajjal. Allah Ta'ala save us. In the one report, the hadith is explained that he would create so many doubts in this individual's mind. 
my respected lovers of Sahaba radiallahu how we have to hold on to the effort of Iman. That's why in Surah Al-Kahf, the first narrative in that chapter, Allah tells us, Allah tells us about the youth who worried about their Iman and they were prepared to sacrifice everything for their Iman. This is how we have to worry and we have to preserve and we have to protect our Iman. And then Allah teaches us that our wealth doesn't belong to us. It must be sacrificed in Allah's name for Allah's sake. And we have to attribute it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the test of the two friends, one who prioritized the world and the other, the hereafter. And then the, 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 the lesson of Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, how he undertook that lengthy journey to learn from one individual who was his junior. So we learn, irrespective of our seniority and age, never feel we know enough and we are well equipped, but always worry and have concern that Allah, I need to learn more. And Allah, I'm prepared to do more for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if we have to undertake lengthy journeys to learn about Allah and our salvation and meet the pious, we have to do so. And we also learn about Dhul Qarnain, how the authority Allah gave him, how he used it to make things right, how he used it to do things right, how he used it to help the oppressed, how he used it to help the, the downtrodden and the needy, and how he uh, builds the wall, warding off Ya'juj and Ma'juj. So there again, the chapter also mentions the fitna of Ya'juj and Ma'juj, which comes after the times of Dajjal. In this hadith of Kanzul Ummal, it's mentioned that when the jal comes, Allahu Akbar.